0: What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Standard Podcast, the OG Gold Standard Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. He's Levin Black. It's Thursday, Levin, and this is our last show before training camp begins in earnest next week.
1: Thank God, <laughs> praise Allah. However you want to say it, I'm on board. I'm not a big prayer, but I'm praying now because uh, I'm I'm spent. <laughs> We made it through the dark times, man. Uh, was- you said that last time, and I said no, we're not through the dark times because we have a training camp of Darnold versus Lance coming.
0: Yeah, but again, I don't consider that the dark times because at least we'll have stuff <laughs> to talk about. Not it's it's just there's not much happening between the mini end of mini camp and the start of training camp. Although I did send you a little thing the other day, we did see some actual video evidence of Trey Lance working out with teammates in the off season it was uh Tay Martin i think was a receiver that he was yeah, throwing at, to
1: at TCU of all places so
0: not you know Lan- res- Lance
1: has gotten around this off season he's had multiple videos from different states
0: would like to see somebody throwing with Debo and Ayuk like you know even if it was Darnold like somebody what what the hell is Sam Darnold doing that he can't organize some workouts
1: it is weird that Ayuk Iuke- like we've always seen every year we've seen yeah. off-season stuff. And we know he he was at least tight with Lance going into last year. And we haven't seen any of that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they look maybe they did it and they didn't videotape it. That's a thing, too. You're free to, you're
1: it, free it to- very well could be because they don't want any statement being people trying to make statements out of. Oh, look, he worked out with Lance.
0: True. Maybe, I. Uh, you know, we, we have we'd have no way of knowing. Uh, But I hope that's going on. Like, I don't care if they videotape it or not. Just work together. Get better. But anyway, they won't have to do the secret clandestine workouts next week because it'll be training camp. They'll be on the field. We'll have video. We'll have press conferences. We'll have all that stuff for you. So that's going to be very, very fun. On today's show, I want to get into a little bit of this running back quote unquote controversy. Because a lot of people are shedding a lot of tears for running backs around the league, Saquon Barkley saying he might hold out. And I think Niner fans are confusing my position on this, frankly. I want to say for the record, I want every player to get paid. It's not my money. I want every player to get paid. They all deserve to get paid. They deserve more than they're getting. They're destroying their body out there on the field every single week.
1: No more than that position, too, in that right. record.
0: Especially. But teams have no reason to pay running backs because of the CBA and how it's set up, especially if you draft a guy in the first round. They've got you for seven years, four years of your contract, the fifth year option, and two franchise years. That's it. They're never going to pay you money because by the time that seven years is up, your career is basically over. You're pretty much spent as a running back. And that stinks for that position. I get that. I acknowledge that you are getting screwed by the rules of the league. But the way people are acting this year as if this is some new thing, this is some (laughs) like revelation that teams are not paying running backs. I'm really, really surprised.
1: It is what it is. Like, yeah, it sucks for them that a running back at 30 is toast. And there's only been a very few that have even been decent after 30. And that's the thing, like, nobody's dominated after 30. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, a few of the really good ones still remain really good, like you see of wide receivers, you know, right. after 30. No, some of them have been able to produce somewhat, but they're not dominant. They're not league leaders. They're not true, I would say, difference makers. Like, I love Frank Gore. Was he a difference maker after 30? No, but he did compile a lot of yards. So it is what it is. Like, you can't blame the teams for getting smart about it. And that's what this is to me. Exactly. Yes, it sucks for them. But the simple fact is the amount of, well, let's compare it to other. I think the best way to do it is compare it to other positions. Compared to other positions, running backs that get paid huge top of the market deals, second contract, don't live up to that contract a heck of a lot more than other positions. I guarantee if you compile all that data, it will be borne out because so many of them get hurt during the second contract. And even the ones who don't get hurt like Zeke Elliott, they fall off. They don't, they're not nearly as good, even though their second contract still keeps them in what everybody considers the quote unquote prime years. The simple fact is I think with the league getting so fast and going so much towards passing and going away from the just run it up the middle. Like what do we hear on the play callers that 25 teams are running some variation of the outside zone run. Now that takes a little bit more speed. It's not, you know, power is not really going to get you through, which is how you see a lot of running backs age as they get older, they get slower, but they do better at pushing the pile and just kind of churning out yards. Well, that doesn't matter now. So I would argue the prime for running backs ends at 27. And then you get a couple years of them tailing off, right? I I think that that's borne out by the statistics at 27. That's when running backs start to tail off. So you can't blame teams for saying, well, I don't want to pay that guy. They're 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 age years. It's, it's different. It just sucks for them because you can't make a special rule. Oh, if you draft all these other, other, I've seen some people put this out there. So I'm going to go there. Some people said, well, make running backs only be two years on the rookie. Okay, so you want no running back drafted before the fifth round? Because that's what will happen. Teams aren't going to then draft running back high if they only get them for two years, right? Because it it matters how many years of control you have. So that's going to devalue them in the draft, which means the ones that are really good in college get paid complete crap. And then only if they are able to convince the team to pay them big money in their second contract, Do they suddenly get paid? Nobody wants that. That's not a good solution. And you can't open Pandora's box of, oh, well, these positions get special rules when it comes to the draft and everything. It's got to be a catch-all. Everybody has the same rules going into the draft. And it just means that there's going to be one or two positions that are disadvantaged due to it. And the running back is by far the biggest one.
0: Christian McCaffrey chimed in on uh, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard, the franchise running backs, not getting paid. He said, this is criminal. Three of the best players in the entire league, regardless of position, which he's wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Christian. They're not, especially Saquon Barkley. No, like, no. Saquon
1: They're... has had two bad years out of the last three. I like, I think two two out of his last three years, he averaged less than four yards, carry. Yes, there's a lot of potential there, but he hasn't shown it. Tony Pollard, I would say the person he compares to uh, on the other side or a different position is somebody like Brandon Ayuk. Somebody that everybody thinks is really, really good, but hasn't had the opportunity to get the volume to go crazy and be a league leader. Pollard had a really good year last year, so you would think him being the primary back this year, he's going to have some dominant year. But The fact is, he's only had one pretty good year. The only one that I think has a, solid argument is josh jacobs because he just led the league and had the best year i would argue of any of the running backs last year so he should have gotten paid i know i don't know what he was offered but i do think that the raiders should have paid him 12 13 maybe even 14 million average on, on a bigger contract maybe they offered that though we don't know
0: it's just, it's not going to happen. Maybe what you can do is put a rule that you can't franchise tag a running back. That'd be interesting. But here's the thing.
1: Franchise tag should go away, period, anyway. Oh, never- it's, B- it's never going to happen because the owners won't allow it. But it is a complete BS rule. Yes, it is. Yes, It does not belong. That's why guys like this can't get their prime contracts. Because right. teams know, I can draft you. I get four, maybe five years if you were in the first round. Plus, mm-hmm. then I can franchise you. And guess what? At running back, that number has come down so low that you could, I think, see teams do two years of a franchise and not not shed a tear because that second year is only going to be going up to 14, 15 million.
0: Which is, by the way, what Christian McCaffrey is going to make this year from the Niners, 14 million dollars. So uh,
1: next year. Well, next yesterday. Yeah, okay. Um,
0: and then the Niners have kind of been in this discussion because people are saying, well, whenever someone says you shouldn't pay a running back, people are saying, Well, look at Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. And it's like, yes, he was great. And last year was great. But a part of this with running backs is health. We don't know if Christian McCaffrey is going to be healthy. Last year, he played a full season for the first time in two years because he's been banged up before that. So we have to see, you know, how the contract looks going forward. If Christian McCaffrey stays healthy and produces the way he produced last year, he's a bargain at $14 million. No question about it. But that doesn't mean every team should pay their running back $14 million.
1: No, there's no other Christian McCaffrey. That's the part that drives me nuts about that argument. Christian McCaffrey is the outlier. He is the unicorn. He is a unique running back in terms of being able to run routes and still be a really good actual running back. Austin Eckler, yeah, he can get a lot of catches. But Eckler, one, is not the route runner Christian McCaffrey is. Two, Eckler's is a so-so runner. Right. You know, He's not, he he's, I would say he's below average as a runner. He's good enough that you still use him as a runner, but he really just comes because he's good at catching the ball. But Christian McCaffrey is a one of one. He is a running back that can run routes like a wide receiver and still be really good as a running back. And now he's married to the perfect system for him, the perfect coach for him. It is not a situation that you can then go, well, see how much he improves San Francisco. Yeah. That's because that's the only Possible scenario that that would have happened last year. Maybe if the Rams got him, you could argue, you know, if some other team that would be able to utilize him in this unique way. But that's the only one, you know. At Josh Jacobs, yes, he's really good. He's a great runner. The problem is, is you can find pretty darn good runners for next to nothing in the league, and that's why they've become so devalued. You can find Jordan Masons of the world that will produce well enough for you because the run game is not going to be what determines whether or not you score points in the league. And that's that's just the way the league is gone.
0: That's the key is that you might not be able to completely replace the production, but you can replace enough of it to justify the cap savings and nine out of
1: 10 teams right now. All they need out of the running game is it to be enough of a threat that the defense has to stay honest to it. They don't need it to be a driving force.
0: There's a joke in radio that the, the show is just the noise between the commercials and the running back is kind of like the same position for a lot of teams. It's like, those are just the plays we run between the passes, you know, like it's, it's a passing league. It absolutely is. Um, and I also think the 49ers are uniquely set up to where they can pay Christian McCaffrey, what they're paying him because their quarterback is not making a ton of money. If the 49ers were paying Kirk cousins, whatever the hell he's making, I don't think they can bring Christian McCaffrey in there. Like the, you got to acknowledge the fact that the 49ers are, are set up in a way to be able to handle this. Whereas most teams are not
1: that that's certainly true. Look, I I think the running back should, if you're talking about fairness in terms of like karma wise, I guess you could say they deserve $30 million a year because no other position puts their body on the line. Like the running back does. And that's why they have such a short shelf life because they have to be the cream of the crop athletically and they take such a beating. And so that means the moment they lose a step, they're nowhere near as effective. And it's not like a wide receiver where, yeah, he lost a step on his speed, but he became a better route runner. So he's still just as effective. It, it sucks for him, but it is fair market. Like teams shouldn't have to be guilt tripped into overpaying for a position. And like I said, most of the running backs that get these huge contracts in their second contract don't live up to it. And that's the key. Why should we sit, be sitting here and be in an uproar, at, You know, like a lot of the national media is, saying this is ridiculous, this is collusion, as I've seen some people throughout. No, it's just business smarts.
0: No, this is not collusion. Collusion was everybody immediately saying the second Lamar Jackson requested a trade, <laughs> I'm not interested in Lamar yeah. Jackson. That's not hey, the- an
1: MVP quarterback still in his you know mid 20s. Now, not interested yet. That's never happened in NFL history.
0: So, that's not what this is. I agree. This is just teams realizing, "Hey, given the CBA and given what happens with people at this position, it doesn't make sense for us to allocate our money here and they're just not going to do it." And history shows that they're right. In 2021, when Derrick Henry went down for the Titans, guess what? They had no problem running the ball without him. Last year, the Panthers running game was great without Christian McCaffrey with a crap quarterback. Like we've seen teams be able to compensate for this. I get why, why Christian McCaffrey's upset about this. It's his position. He probably has a ton of friends at the running back. They are getting taken advantage of by the system. I acknowledge that again, but until that changes, this what's happening is never going to change. And you, you talked about it before we went on the air list the running backs that are set to be free agents next year. It's an insane list.
1: (laughs) Well, you have all the franchise guys that just got the franchise tag, didn't get a long-term deal. So that's Saquon, that's Josh Jacobs, that's Tony Pollard. But you also have guys like Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler coming. Like there is a missing one of them, but there are a ton of running backs available next year. Like it's literally – probably six out of the top nine to 10 running backs in the league are slated to be free agents next year.
0: That's crazy, but that's get used to that. That's only going to happen more and more for sure. Um, And, of course, with the running back goes the offensive line. The 49ers offensive line is, well, they're telling you it's good. We have some concerns. But I was looking at the roster before we hit record today, and I was just trying to look at some of the offensive linemen that aren't starters beyond the guys that are going to be starting. And I got to tell you, I said I'm going to give the team the benefit of the doubt, so I am, but I'm still worried. I look at the list. Nick Zakel, Jalen Moore, Jason Poe, John Feliciano, Joey Fisher, Alfredo Gutierrez, Il Manning. That doesn't exactly fill me with the warm and fuzzies if somebody goes down, or God forbid, multiple guys go down.
1: That that's the worry there. It, it's I'm not so much worried about the starter. You know, we've talked about Colton McKivitz already. I have no idea whether he's going to be good or not. We have not seen him. So I have no clue, but at this point, I think the team has earned the benefit of the doubt. If they believe in somebody so much to be the starter that they literally did not address the position in the off-season and let the incumbent leave in free agency, I'm going to trust that. But the backups, I, I don't like the backups. There's no like veteran there that like, okay, I know that guy could come in and at least hold it down for a couple games. No clue. They're all unproven, and in some cases, like Jalen Moore the little bit that we saw was not good to be nice. So, yeah,
0: that was extremely worrisome, very
1: susceptible to an injury, one injury, and we might have an Achilles heel.
0: You know, I was worried about Brendel last year, big time, and he ended up playing to the level of a pro bowl alternate. So like we said, like they have earned a little trust, but I am worried. I think they think that Feliciano is like that veteran guy that, that can hold things over for a few games because he, he's played a bunch of positions and stuff, but if the giants didn't want him, like, <laughs> what does that tell you? You know, like oh, all of a sudden he'll be fine. I just, I'm worried. They're telling you they're good. They've earned a little benefit of the doubt. So right now I'm going to assume they're right. Whereas last year I was screaming about how, you know, throw the red flags up about the offensive line and I was wrong. So I'm not going to do that this year, but, I just hope they're right. That's all I'm going to say.
1: I just told for no injuries. They'll be fine if there's no injuries. Now, most teams have an injury somewhere on the offensive line, so that's not exactly a good bet to be making, but I think they will be just fine. It will not hold them back if there's no injuries. If there's an injury anywhere on that offensive line, center, guard, or tackle, I'm going to be stressing until somebody proves me otherwise, proves that I don't need to be stressing. And I don't have a lot of faith that that would happen.
0: Let's just say I am very happy that at least three of the four quarterbacks on the 49ers roster have some mobility, because I think there's a good chance they're going to have to use that. And by the way, that's okay too. Like if you're going to have an offensive line that maybe can struggle. Yeah, you want a quarterback that can move around a little bit. Those guys can hide a lot of stuff. And we've seen Brock been able to, especially Brock, like when there's a free rusher, he's really good at escaping a free rusher. Uh, He doesn't really like run away from people. That's not really his deal. Lance will try and just run away from people. He's not, he doesn't have the like elusiveness that Brock Purdy has. His thing is more, screw it. I'm just going to run and try to gain yardage.
1: If Lance can get a step, you're not going to catch him. If Purdy gets a step, you're catching him. You know, it's not, you know, Purdy, Purdy's a matador. You know, he's got to keep going Ole, and and let the ball run by you because he cannot outrun anybody. But he's so incredibly agile and quick footed that he can constantly sidestep you.
0: And he's going to he's going to sidestep you and throw. Lance is going to just try to run away from you. That's the difference. But both guys will should be able to compensate if things do get a little dicey along the offense. If
1: if there is an injury, the third guy, Darnold, the ghost will be for real for once if there's an injury on that offensive line. (laughs)
0: Well, but Darnold can move. Darnold actually is more mobile than people give him credit for. You can Google the run. I think it was against the Broncos. He had like a 52-yard touchdown run, and you're like, damn, like he splits two defenders up. Young, (laughs)
1: 2.0, here we go.
0: I'm not saying that. I'm just saying mobility-wise, (laughs) he's – he's. I mean, he's definitely better than anything they've had before this year. What was
1: that voice? What? Tried to go base there for a second. I was second. just putting
0: emphasis on Jeff.
1: <laughs>
0: Better than any, I mean, God, Jimmy Garoppolo was insane. I, I cannot believe how immobile Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I mean, he was immobile. He was, and not elusive.
1: He, he was immobile due to PTSD. Let's be honest. Cause he was not immobile in the little bit that we saw prior to his knee injury, but then he yeah. got injured on a scramble and that messed with his head. That's when you saw the happy feet go crazy he got nervous the moment it got past three seconds and he hadn't gotten rid of the ball and it, it just seemed like he was scared to get outside of the pocket because he didn't want to get injured again
0: it was either nerves or maybe like something didn't go quite right and he just lost speed it could have been that too i don't you know he never really like ran again so we never really got to see him like flex that muscle he he would scramble occasionally for like a five or six yard gain but he never like opened the throttle or tried to you know take off
1: anywhere but (laughs) the fastest he might have run last year was out of the back of the end zone
0: (laughs) (laughs) well done my friend another day is here
2: and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to do's bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app
0: well done uh, i could cite the madden ratings for the 49ers offensive line but i won't because that game Don't is care. garbage yeah. and you shouldn't buy it it's terrible and the fact that they Welcome got them it-
1: to the dark side because i remember when we started doing a podcast together you were still very big into madden i was huge into madden for years like i played the crap out of that in high school and college but it turned bad really really quickly I, I remember I think the last copy I, I bought was the Barry Sanders one where they didn't wow. throw it back to Barry Sanders because it, it just became crap it's not it's the same thing the the whole problem is I, I'll talk about Madden in this regard I don't care about the ratings whatsoever but in terms of the game I think it went bad when they had the dang Madden leagues come about because they started making the game to suit the pros rather than the average joe you know they took away some elements for for the you know those of those of us that aren't going to try to sit there and fine-tune and research the perfect plays and doing all these pre-snap adjustments and they made it a game that like was higher skilled than it normally was it wasn't about fun anymore it was about hey you need to be like a real player and do all these crazy adjustments pre-snap and and research all these perfect plays and and all it's not fun anymore
0: to me it went downhill once ea sports got the exclusive licensing to well, have that's,
1: yeah that's when that's it stopped changing
0: right it got because they had no competition at that point so they had no reason to make it any better yeah it Latin. was a
1: bullshit contract talk about mon- you know a monopoly like that should not have been allowed
0: that to me was when it all went downhill last year was the first year i didn't buy it in a, in a super long time now full disclosure I want to be totally honest with people. I might get it on GameFly this year because, and I can't believe I'm saying this, people will watch on YouTube a simulation of like whoever the Niners are playing this week. I've seen other people do it, so I may just get it for that and just let the computer do
1: it. Because yeah. look, I mean, we t- talked about doing a Madden League this off season for content, which never came to fruition, probably because neither one of us. Wanted to get devoted into having to do it because it's just not a fun game anymore.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to sneak that in. I mean, I I
1: might play it a tiny bit if it ends up on the Game Pass because I have an Xbox. I have Game Pass. It will probably end up in there somewhere around the midpoint of the season. And I might play it just because during the season, I'm like a football junkie.
0: Here's what really the straw that broke the camel's back for me. When the game was coming out last year, I was still working for SB Nation doing the NFL show. We tried to go to EA Sports to get somebody from the game on to talk about the game. And we told them, look, we'll let you pub anything you want. We're going to ask you questions about the game and bring up concerns. But like, we're not looking for a fight. Like, we'll bring you on and you can talk about the game. And we'll just ask, like, did you make an improvement here, there, the other thing? They were like, nope. All of a sudden they changed their tune. They were like, nope, we can't do it. Then I went to a member of the development team. Just I DM'd him and I was like, hey, are you willing to come on? And he was like, I would love to come on and talk about the game. No problem. And then his bosses found out and shut down the interview and it never happened. They knew that their game was crap and they knew they couldn't answer for it. And so they didn't want to face any questions whatsoever about it. And that's when I really lost respect for you because you knew you were taking advantage of people. You knew you had everybody by the balls and you didn't care. And so I was like, you know what? You're not getting my money this year. EA sports. We suck. New (laughs) slogan. That's the best part of it, man. I used to love watching, like I would hear that. And then they would do like the introductory video. I would look forward to it every year, like get all pumped up now. Yeah. No, not so much. Yeah, anyway. They came
1: to Purdue's campus one time when I was in high school to do like an EA sports, you know, uh, competition, you know, cause they were doing a, uh, a nationwide search for the new EA sports guy.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: Back then. So they were going to like college campuses to try to find somebody. And then if I remember correctly, if you were chosen by the select few campuses they went to, it was going to be on the college football edition to where Mm. you could have your voice be for a special copy that had, you know, that team, you know, how they, there was one year where they came out where they were like maybe a dozen to 20 teams or so that you could get a copy of it, that the cover was your team. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: One year I printed out when Favre was on the cover and then he ended up going to the jets I printed out a picture yeah, of him really... in the Jets uniform and put it in the little sleeve oh. so my Madden cover would be accurate. Like I was into it, man. Now not so much. Anyway, I just wanted to sneak that in because they suck and I I don't like when people can take advantage of other people, especially because of a friggin' monopoly.
1: Yeah. It's almost like Sunday ticket. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> I paid. You did. You I... signed I got to watch the games and I'm not, I can't when I'm not home, I can't watch on illegal streams. Put it that way. Hint, hint, Ah, wink, ah. wink. So I need, I need a legal way of watching for when I'm not at home.
0: All right. Well, you don't have,
1: you know what I mean?
0: I'm not going to make you disclose anything you don't want (laughs) to disclose. A lot of people get mad at us for that, by the way, they think that we should share. All I'm saying is they're not that hard to find people. Just
1: put it. No, in they're, a, they're really not like. I did do that when I was in college because I was broke. You know, I didn't have Sunday ticket, and that's how I watched the games. But back then, it was like searching endlessly in message boards. Somebody would post a link, and yes. it'd be good for like two <laughs> minutes, and you'd have to click it quick and get in there because then it would like get shut down somehow. They would stop the link from working, and, and then you would be able to watch. And then normally it would be like you get maybe a quarter, maybe a half, and then all of a sudden that link would get shut down, and you would have to go find a new one. Now out now it's it's easy because certain people found places to host to their website at that the US cannot come from. Put it that way. That's how it works.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's all we're gonna say about that. And actually, that's all we're gonna have for this week because Levin and I just did an episode on Tuesday all about our reaction to the play callers podcast. So if you want more, Rob and Levin, go to the Tuesday of show. Of course
1: they do. What do you mean if?
0: That's true. Why wouldn't you? I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) I think I talk more in that other one too, so it's even better. Uh, But you can go check that out. It's on YouTube, on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Network. Like and subscribe to that, by the way. Please, by the way, rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. We have not gotten reviews. If you want to support the show and you want the show to continue, we need you to leave reviews. Reviews are how we get higher up on the charts. Reviews are how companies promote promote the podcast it's not always the most downloads it's reviews if we start getting a ton of ratings and reviews we're going to go up in the charts more people will find us so please 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 support us you've done it before in the past that we were in the top 30 i think last year of all freaking uh, football podcasts so you've done it before and we are so grateful for it please 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 do it again love it Enough this week. Twice is enough. I need to go seven days without speaking to you.
1: You looking forward to talking to Michelle? Get a change of pace?
0: Yes, always.
1: What what are you guys going to talk about? You finished your tight end? She won't do kickers?
0: I know. I'm working on her for the kickers. Don't worry. We'll have plenty of good stuff. (laughs) Kickers is a
1: two-minute show. (laughs) Get Justin Tucker if you've already filled out pretty much the rest of your roster and he's somehow still there. Other than that, good luck. Justin they, They come and go.
0: Justin Tucker has actually never been the top scorer or a kicker. Is that well, not weird? Even though he's the best kicker in no, the league. It's
1: no, it's not weird because, I mean, anybody that watches football knows kicking opportunities are not dependent on the kicker. And right. that's what determines who the best is. I mean, David Akers made a record number of field goals on the 49ers and because <laughs> they could never finish a dang drive. And then what happened the next year? The wheels fell off and he was garbage.
0: And they got to the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> and
0: then he missed a kick in the Super Bowl and got bailed out on a bad call. Anyway, deep breaths. <sighs> David Akers is gone. Hopefully we're not saying the same thing about um, God, Jake Moody. There we go. I was going to say I can't even remember his name. Anyway, enjoy your week, everybody.